I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Greetings, Trashlings. This episode of Space Trash is all about Endgame and the Royal Racism Row Revelations. But we've also got a special Patreon episode all about this story in the Telegraph that just came out by Camilla Tomini called Why Has Megan Never Really Taken to Kate? So listen to this episode and then join the Patreon, patreon.com slash Space Trash Podcast to hear why the Queen of Leos and the Queen of Capricorns hate each other's guts. Patreon.com slash Space Trash Podcast. Okay, here is your free episode. Space Trash. Trash in space. Space Trash. Lifestyles, the rich and your race. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> Greetings, trashlings. Welcome back to another episode of Space Trash. Lifestyles, the rich and your rainous. I'm Sarah Armour. And I'm Molly Molshine. And I'm very sorry for my absence for the past month or so. Uh, yeah, what I the had, heck? I had a lot of guests <laughs> visiting, and I was burning the candle at both ends. I, You know how it is when people are visiting and they say, we don't have to do anything, you don't have to entertain, but you still do. And uh, and I'm dealing with the newborn. I was just on this schedule of feeding her all morning, forcing myself to leave the house, white-knuckling it for four hours or, sh- or so, coming back and feeding her all night like that's been my daily routine so now i'm back wow but what a like essential worker you are like wow like needed like those titties be utility yes it's crazy it's utilities yeah and you've been busy too you've been ushering in new life and i've been ushering out life and ushering it out i'm so sorry for your loss your aunt passed away but i was just saying i think you could be a death doula of sorts well, I have to be honest. I know one of our last pods before our hiatus, I did say maybe I should go to Israel and try to create peace in the Middle East as an as a rabbi. Now I'm like, maybe I should just work at a hospice. Like, I do think either way I can like I can carry the weight. I definitely can be the light in the darkness. Like I'm like a crisis actor, sort of like I, my unique yeah. skill set is I can be very funny in very dark times. Yeah. Yeah. Death becomes you. In a it way, does. I put the hot in hospice, not to make it too astrological, but that is what we're doing here. It's because my moon and my Mars are in my eighth house, which is my Scorpio house and my whole sixth house. The daily routines are also in Scorpio. So whether it's transformation or transitioning to another, uh, you know, plane dimension, I do that Scorpio transition work. Speaking of Scorpios, we are talking today. About the alleged royal racist. Wait, one more thing, though, speaking of Scorpios. Okay, 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 okay. So I did record a podcast with Desi about the big Snoop Dogg prank. What's the big Snoop Dogg prank? Oh, my God. Okay, so basically, he put oh, out a yeah, statement yeah. that was like, I'm giving up the smoke. But it turned out he meant, like, smoky grills. And it was a, it was an ad for smokeless grills. So dumb. And 
so dumb so funny desi and i recorded an equally dumb funny pod about it but her mic wasn't working and i didn't post it because i was like this is just sort of dumb now like i just didn't edit it in time but um so well, you guys we, just talked about just like, dog for two hours well yeah but the one thing that we discovered that was incredible that like i cannot let go unknown is that another chart twin of daff <laughs> Snoop Dogg? Yeah. Staffy so far has the same chart as Will Smith and Snoop. Wow. She's going to be a rapper. DJ Dizzy Daff. DJ Dizzy Daff. <laughs> DJ I Dizzy Daff on the double Ds. Whoa. <laughs> Literally. Literally. <laughs> it's perfect. Soul fam. Wow. Yeah. That's For real though. For real I though. I can't wait to tell Nick. Okay. Anyway, anyway, back anyway, to the goods. The royal like family, racism saying, in the royals. Yes, racist royals, royal racism row. That's what they always call right. it here. They right. they love the alliteration. Uh, Prince Charles is the Scorpio and alleged royal racist right. I was alluding to. And also, Kate Middleton's name is getting thrown into the mix. I saw that. So, okay, what do I need? I feel like this is sort of... This story is huge, but it's also so in the weeds that I don't even know where to begin when I start explaining all the background and the context. This was like a publishing flub on Holland? Right. That seems to be what Omid Scobie, the author, is sort of trying to imply. So he was trying to imply that it was a mistranslation. But a really good point that has been brought up is how do you mistranslate a name? How do you mistranslate the names Charles and Catherine? In the The same sentence as these are the people that asked about Argy's skin color. Right. It's not. Come on. So. So, okay, let's go back to the beginning. Omid Scobie wrote a book called Finding Freedom about Prince Harry and Meghan Markle leaving the royal family. It was controversial. It was part of a court case. He and Meghan both like low-key perjured themselves by saying to the court that they did not, that Meghan did not help with the book, but then it turned out she did, and she had to apologize to the court for misleading them. So Omid has a history of deep ties to Meghan and Harry, and he has now come out with a second book, Endgame about the, you know, he's kind of implying that it's the end of the royal family, but it's just kind of, um, I don't know, it's like a rehash of all the gossip of the last few years. And it's sort of supposed to be grappling with these questions of like, what is a modern monarchy? Why do we need one? In this book, Endgame, in the Dutch version, which came out in the Netherlands, just because I have baby brain and i forgot what dutch meant i'm not gonna lie to you (laughs) was i right with holland i think i might have made that do i have baby brains or am i right i know holland and the netherlands are interchangeable okay great okay great i don't i don't have the brains of a baby right and fun fact pennsylvania dutch is not even dutch at all none of them were dutch they were german but the german word for german is deutsch so all the English settlers thought that they were saying they were Dutch, but they were like Sprechen Sie Deutsch, so they called them Pennsylvania Dutch. So that's just wait. We should be calling them the Pennsylvania Deutsch. Yeah, Pennsylvania Whoa. Deutsch bags. Oh, rebrand, rebrand. Yeah. Anyway, what was I talking about? Omit the details, Omit. Scobie. Omit the details, Scobie. Yes. <laughs> okay. 
So the Dutch <laughs> translation of this book says, like, Charles and Kate are racist. Yeah, it says everything the English version says, <laughs> and it's like, P.S. Charles and Kate did it. It seems like what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And that was revealed by a Dutch journalist who was like, hang on a minute. This detail is not being reported. And he realized that apparently it wasn't in the English editions of the book because it would have been front page news if it was. Right. So the first so first, like none of the British media was saying who it was because they were scared of lawsuits. Um, friend of the pod, my mom is here and we can get her maybe to talk about libel law. Please. But she's Never playing heard. a little, yeah, she's playing hard to get. So I don't know. She'll probably just yell if she hears me say something inaccurate. And then, we yeah, but that's like why she. she's a true, like, no, we need to take more of her advice. Cause like she, yeah, she would know when to play hard to get and when not to. And that's like the cool. Now we're like, come on, Mass. I know. So, <laughs> so he, this journalist said, wait a minute. It seems like no one in the UK has this information. So he made it public. And then Piers Morgan was the first British journalist to say it on air. Now I cannot find the actual verbiage of the book, like what it says, what the Dutch version says that they said. The only thing that everyone is referencing is that it says they had the conversations. So from the news clips that i listened to that was a big topic of the uk morning show fodder which was that basically from what i understand the book said the two people that posed the question that we didn't know about so far were charles and kate but that it specifically left out like the context and so like we don't really know if they were saying like ew will he be dark skinned i might have to cut that but like (laughs) that's what i thought they said (laughs) that's what that's been reported but i think (laughs) or but like other other you know it's so funny the uk is so funny because i saw like on a few shows they like specifically had like black correspondents coming on to be like we don't know the context so they're really trying to like i i think that what they're trying to do is defend charles and kate by saying look they might have been asking about what like or or contemplating what Archie will look like but it might not have necessarily been in an ew or like kind of way it might have just been like you know gosh I wonder if he's gonna look my kids it's gonna be like are they gonna look super Jewish or what you know like that that's just like a that's not necessarily an insulting question it's just so I think that's what Piers was trying to say that he was trying to say or, or the Piers clips that I watched and a couple of the morning show clips were trying to say that in the Dutch version, they did say that the people that were that were wondering about what he was going to look like were Kate and Charles, but that he specifically didn't include any sort of details, details or context or tone of voice even. Yeah, I think that. So Tom Bauer, our old friend, Tom, Tom Bauer of Brains, Brains of a Baby. Of a baby. <laughs> I say it all the time now. If you're, if you're a new listener, Brains of the Baby is, okay, Tom Bauer wrote a book also about Meghan and Harry, but he hates them. So he wrote the hater-ass version of Finding Freedom. Yeah. And he uncovered this story that one of the reasons Meghan and Kate hate each other, or no, no, this was in Harry's book. Harry told this story. Harry said that right, Meghan right, and right, Kate, right. 
hate each other because Kate did something dumb and Megan said, oh, do you have baby brain? So Tom Bauer, this like 80-year-old journalist who hates <laughs> Megan and Harry, went on an Australian talk show and Sarah discovered this diamond in the rough clip of him where he's like, they asked if she had this, 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 and then Megan said that Kate had the brains of a baby. It's like, can you imagine an infant implying that Kate had the brain of an infant? And it's like, whoa. It's like, dude, that's not what baby brain means. Baby brains does not mean that she was saying, like, she has the mind of a little baby. Yeah, no, that's what he thought. The brains of a baby. And the fact that brains was plural, it makes it even better. But yeah, so Tom Bauer was on the Piers Morgan show. And him and Piers, they also were like, I don't know, Piers Morgan, whenever he talks to a person of color about racism, he does it in the dumbest way possible, which is, well, you must be racist against white people. And he was pulling that. This guy that he had on was like, you know, I don't think the individuals in the British family are racist. And I don't even know if that matters. What matters is the institution. The institution is symbolic of white supremacy. And then Piers Morgan is like, I can't believe you're sitting here saying that everyone in the British royal family is a white supremacist. And you're just like, no, that's not what he said. But anyway, I think the last time we talked about this, you and I came to the same conclusion, which is it is a little bit out of touch and ill-advised for the royals to be sitting there being like i wonder how dark your baby's gonna be even if they meant it like meant no harm by it it's still like guys like don't say that out loud and tom bauer said that in his book um the the person was i think this is what happened you have to tell me i thought it was camilla he said it was Camilla and that she was like, wouldn't it be funny if the baby has a ginger afro? Well, Why that, would it well, be funny, Camilla? Do you think that informed Ice Spice? Ice Spice, yeah. Like, Ice Spice is literally the product of that joke. What if he does look like this? You think she said, you know what, I'm going to capitalize on the yeah. racism route? And yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's where it's like, is she an industry plant? I don't know about that, but I do know she's reading the tabs. <laughs> It's a good theory. I, I think- saw some pictures of her right before she blew up and she just had no- sort of normie hair. Hmm. It's a good time to remind people that you were friends with the Cumtown guys before they got famous. Oh, right. Right. For I making an Ice Spice of- joke. I come from that school of Ice Spice jokes. I know. I'm afraid to even say anything about Ice Spice because it's too no. cancellation. Let me tell you something. Ice Spice and Taylor don't know each other and did you have you I've been wanting to ask you this for weeks. Maybe I even already did ask you. Have you seen that clip that's going around of them sitting next to each other at the VMAs watching Demi's heart attack? What? There's a video going around, a viral video of Taylor like grabbing Ice Spice's hand at the VMAs, being like, put in my and Ice Spice has clearly never heard the song before. And this video is going around and it's like being promoted like Ice Spice and Taylor really good friends. And like then Travis Kelsey's like, yeah, we wanted to see Ice Spice on SNL. So he went Taylor's good friend Ice Spice. I'm like, there's no way they were good friends. They met because of Comptown and and maybe like the industry, but like they only met because of Comptown. And then they did like a karma draft. But there's this like weird video going around where Taylor's trying to bro Ice Spice on the lyrics while Demi is singing. And and Ice Spice clearly doesn't know the song and doesn't want Taylor to touch her. And it's so awkward to me. I can't believe anybody's being wow. like, best friends. It's so weird. I usually, 
And you just sent me that. I'm still too scared to say anything about Ice Spice. Ice Spice. She's a conversational podcasting but third I feel rail. Like if anything, she's shown that like she's resilient through and through. Yeah, for sure. She's like, yeah, I got an Annie wig. Fuck off. You can't say it's an Annie wig. It's so. <laughs> it's an Annie wig. You're playing with fire. You're playing with fire. So is she. <laughs> with the hair. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. All right. No, no, real talk, though. Isn't that the nightmare of who they thought she was going to look like? I know. That's what Camilla thought would be so hilarious. Which like, is wouldn't like be funny. Camilla. It would be like primetime rapper. Yeah, and I just I just hope someone sat Camilla down and was like, Camilla, why do you think it would be funny for someone to have a ginger afro? Let's unpack this. Let's talk about your anti-Irish biases. Let's talk what? about your anti-blackness. Like, let's go through, let's let's run the gamut here. Why is a ginger afro funny, Camilla? Because uh, looking at your face, and I could giggle a little at that. Right, we could totally clown Camilla if we wanted to. Yeah, like, why is a ginger afro funny? Look in the mirror. I think Ice Spice looks cool, actually, but Camilla might have also a bad sense of humor. I don't know if it's, I think the big question is, like, whether or not these things are, like, overtly racist or if race is just a component in the conversation. Right. I mean, the guy's name was Kehinde Andrews, who was on Piers Morgan. He was like, listen, no black or brown people care about this story because we already think the royal family's racist. Right, right. It's sort of like the least of their concerns. No one thinks the royal family is like. It's not that. It's not that everyone thinks they're racist. It's just that if they're going to have some blind spots and say some dumb shit, no one's going to be surprised about. So I guess Tom Bauer maybe got it wrong. He said it was Camilla. So let's talk about how this made it into the Dutch version of the book. So okay, Omid kind of tried to play it off like, um, like. This was a mistranslation and it doesn't make any sense. What would make more sense and what the publisher then came out and sort of implied with their statement was this was in the manuscript and maybe this was an earlier draft. Omid then said, he said in an interview at some point, uh, he has, he knows who the Royal racists are, but he couldn't put it in the book because of British libel laws. So he, now the question is, did he leave? Did he sneak Holland? I had to remember again what the country was. This manuscript, <laughs> brains of a baby, on purpose so that the word, so that the names would come out. Right. Because that is a very, that would be a very expensive Highly gamble. Or- In terms of context, Omid Scobie is also a mixed race journalist. And what he says in interviews is that he's now actually not a Royal Road reporter. He's a U.S. reporter who happens to be mixed race from the U.K. So I do think there's a part of him that might have his own little agenda where he's just like, okay, for the record, I'm mixed and it is insulting. Maybe, but I think that's literally just my take. I don't know. He would say it if, is he mixed race though? Yes. Yes. He's half half Welsh. Okay. I thought he was just fully iranian yeah no but he's he's both okay so i think that and he looks like he's in the seventh grade for some reason just side note it's the botox he has a lot of botox oh shit are you serious did you see his face he looks like i just watched may december and he looks like the seventh grader mary kay latornio ended up with i know i need to watch that really so good it's so good seventh grader's name and the guy who plays him charles melton made a fan made a fan i love that little groomed big man 
You <laughs> <laughs> brilliant performance as a post grooming adult. Oh god, yeah, we have to watch that. It's, it's not so out good. here though. It's like someone else got the UK distribution rights, so I can't watch it on Netflix yet. Well, oh, it's so good. It. It's so worth it. It's great, and that's actually an interesting. I would love to do like. Well, I don't know if that's like too controversial, but like. That's an interesting because that's a real story. Like that is yeah, interesting. We need, to, we need to talk about that. Yeah, but okay. Yeah. The thing about Omid is with Finding Freedom, with his career so far, he has sort of burned every bridge in the royal world yes. because yes. he has put his flag so firmly in the Meghan and Harry camp. And he pretends to be impartial, but he collab Megan collaborated with him on the first book. She sent him information directly. Like well, she had her aide do it for her, but she the the emails came out. We know what she told him because it was a court case. Now for this book, he says, oh, Megan doesn't brief me on stuff, but we have mutual friends. The uh, thing is, convenient you have, friends. Right. What do you mean friends? Her publicist? And like right, her publicist is not like a mutual friend. That's actually how she would communicate with you. Right, exactly. And if she did have like, let's say let's say Omid is secretly best friends with Serena Williams. Megan right. is gonna know that and she's gonna say to serena do not talk to this guy because the last time i talked to him i ended up accidentally committing perjury maybe accidentally maybe on purpose i can't talk to this guy anymore because he's a journalist he's writing these books like the fact that they have quote-unquote friends that speak to both of them is a tacit endorsement of the book don't you think yeah like i do yeah there's no way that anyone who's friends with Megan is talking to that guy and then remaining friends. Like Megan would cut them off unless she wanted them to talk to him. 100%. But I also think that's like sort of part of Omid's like silent selling strategy. Like I think we would be interested in end game. We want to read the end game because <laughs> I want to end the monarchy. Do you think he named it because Taylor's so in right now? That's what I want to know. Do you think he ended because of, do you think that he changed the name of the book because of the Taylor Travis relationship and how end game is so searchable now? No. Cause that would been, be, that would be brilliant. No, that's been the name for like over a year. They announced wow. it. He announced it a while ago. Yeah. Fate. Life finds a way. Yeah. But the, like the thing people need to know if they're going to read this book and if they're going to analyze any of the stuff that comes out of it is like no actual. I mean, if a palace insider is actually talking to this guy at this point, it's someone with an axe to grind. It's someone, it's Barrow from Downton Abbey. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Yes, yes. That's who's talking to Omid. It's the yes. person who actually hates everyone, doesn't like his coworkers, doesn't like his bosses, and wants to burn it to the ground. Like, those are the only insiders that are talking to him. Right. Pissed that. off below the house. Right. And the house. Even if you are pissed off, I don't like you would probably go to someone who's more respected at this point. No offense than Omid because Omid is known as like sort of a Sussex shill now. So like mm-hmm. if you really were so pissed off, you would go to Roy Anika at the times or you would go to like one of these right. other gazillion royal reporters that people actually listen to. You wouldn't really go to Omid. So I don't you're know. Saying I, basically, I, so wait, wait, just to understand, you're saying that Omid has like lost his credibility because whether it's true or not. There is, well, there's evidence, I guess, that he had a direct pipeline to the Sussexes and that they were giving him information in whatever way. And everybody knows that. It's not that he's lost his credibility. It's just everything else you said. Like, it's just everything you read in this book. You need to be like, this is coming from people who are anti 
royal family pro Sussex and just filter it through that. You know what I mean? Well, and it's interesting too because I was I was listening to an interview between him and Piers this morning, and he was saying it's Piers and Omid. I believe maybe not, but it was it was like all playing in the background as I was like getting my coffee. But Omid was saying on some interview, maybe it was just a different morning show, but he was basically saying like for anybody to think that I'm not a monarchist would be insane. Like I have given multiple examples of why i am pro-monarchy like i he's not omen would say that he's not anti-monarchy that's but that's gaslighting that's crazy oh that's interesting okay because i don't really know but he he said like i'm not anti-monarchy but i do think that because we the taxpayers are paying for the monarchy that we should know everything that goes on because this is the institution that we're paying for yeah, like I would say, I mean, I covered the royal family for Us Weekly and Newsweek, and I didn't pretend I was pro monarchy. Do you know what I mean? Like, right, right. I wasn't well, sitting like, there. Would being you? Like, but you don't have like a hard. I don't know if. You, I mean, I I don't know if I feel like you're like anti monarchy either. Like, I think you're kind of neutral. So, my thing is, I'm a visitor in this country, and I'm very right. happy to be here because the U.S. is not. Is the U.S. is flopping hard. So, like, I hard, feel... Hard, hard, dude, hard. Yeah, for me, nah. I don't know if I have... I have a right to an opinion, obviously. Everyone has mm-hmm. a right to an opinion. But I'm just, like... It's not even a matter of people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. It's, like, people living in a hut burnt of shit, made of shit that's burning to the ground, oh. shouldn't throw stones at the country that is giving me free okay. health care and saved my baby. You know what I mean? Sure. So like, yeah, 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 yeah. If I if I was building a country from the ground up, would it would it be a monarchy? No. Right. You know what I mean? But like yes. I understand why people like it. When there's like not real news, I'm like, what are you guys even good for? <laughs> I know. I love to follow the gossip. Like I, they're it, the it, ultimate like reality TV show, uh, like of all time. Exactly. I'm pro that part of it. It's fun and entertaining and fascinating yeah. to me yeah. to see like to see them try to carve out a role in the modern world is interesting in and of itself because they don't need to exist anymore they don't really provide anything besides the reality show so like i'm pro that part of it just from a you know rubbernecking point of view but uh but yeah i'm not gonna be i'm not i wouldn't if i and we are writing a book about the royal family and astrology and when we go on the book tour i'm not gonna be sitting there like listen i'm pro monarchy like that's no we're gonna be like we're pro monarchy coloring book Yes, exactly. <laughs> pro we're monarchy pro- astrology coloring book. We're pro Scorpios. Sure. Yes. We love our Scorpio king. He's brooding. He's moody. He's interesting. And he's emo. He's emo. But okay. So what do you think? Do you, I, I guess, do you have Omid's chart? And can Omid's chart answer the question? Um, did he leave it in on purpose? Is this all a publicity stunt or was it truly an accident? Well, okay. First and foremost, what I just want to say, I don't know, tell me to cut this or not, but on the record, you were telling me when I was, when you were like, pull up Omen's chart and you were like, but his birth year might be wrong because he's known to lie. And it's like, I feel like that could be like the, this could be the pod that takes him down. Like, I feel like of all the things that he wants said about him, known to lie. And it's how well could known. he be known? That's okay. First and foremost, what a bad look. What a bad look. 
Yeah, he lied about his age. He pretended to be 33 when he was 38. And that was like, and you know, he's a I journalist. mean, like, don't we all, but not, not like when we're writing tell-alls about. I know. When your like, job uh, is, right. When your job is literally journalism, you actually right. kind of tell the truth. Tell the truth. Yeah. But also, I mean, I don't think that ruins his credibility in terms of his actual job. I just think it's kind of fun. It's like Brian Williams. Remember when he was like, I saved five Afghani children. <laughs> yeah, but that's helicopter. so, no, I think that's so bad. I feel like that was the end of Brian Williams. Like, blah, blah, blah. He apologized. But like, no, I, I feel like you don't do that. Like the yeah. one requirement of journalists worldwide is that you're truth tellers. Come on. I know. And the, but didn't it? It made you feel a little bit bad for him in the same way it makes me feel a little bit bad for Scobie because they, they're, it's not a lie about something consequential. It's a lie to make themselves look better. And it's just, right. So it's like sad. a vanity lie. It's a vanity lie. Yeah. And it's just like, you're really, you're going down. Da- that's the ship you're going down on is just, I'm five years younger. Like, yikes. I know. But I also, there's a part of me now that I'm like 37 and I feel 28 that it's like, okay. Like, hypothetically, like, on paper, I'm 37. But, right. like, in, like, in actuality, in reality, yeah. I'm more of a 27, you know? So. Hold on one sec. I need to get her back on. Here, will you bring, I'll just feed her. Just get on, get on a top, get on the set. Yeah. So. Let's, Here, I'm, let's take a look I'm going to mute. Start. You start telling me about him. Okay. So, according to Wikipedia. Omid was born in 1981. Does that ring? Give me a thumbs up or thumb down. Like, does that ring real to you? 1981. He's 40s. So if he was, in fact, born in 1981, that would make Omid Scobie a cancer son with a Leo moon, Leo moon, Leo Venus, Leo North node. And his Mercury and his Mars are nearly conjunct in Gemini. So there's something interesting here to me with this. I mean, you know my chart. I am heavily concentrated in the, like, Gemini, Cancer, Leo realm. That's sort of my realm. And I will say that this is the chart of somebody who, like, Mars conjunct Mercury in Gemini. He is a storyteller. He is motivated and propelled by good storytelling. He's a Cancer son, so, like, ultimately he wants to be, like, a safe space for the royal stories. But then that Moon, Venus, and North Node in Leo means that he has a little bit of a... uh How do I put it? Um performative emotional nature so based on his chart i think it is extremely convenient to like like what actually i think it's a very funny thing to do to be like okay look let's release the book everywhere except for the netherlands i i also think the netherlands as like a name has always just cracked me up in general because it's just like where is it? Like the Netherlands. It's like, oh, it's way over there. Like, I feel like Netherlands implies like this is in the Nethers. It's in the, it's right. Like, like it's inconsequential. Way. It's inconsequential. It's in the way off Netherlands. And that's why I'm like, let's call it Holland because that feels more country to me. Whereas like the Netherlands is like what I call my private parts. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> I feel like there's like the Netherlands has this sort of like 
other there over there connotation, which is not really true. It's just the Netherlands. Yeah. Based on his chart, I could totally see him sort of getting off on a little bit of like, like sort of hubbub, dramatic hubbub. From a story that wasn't necessarily true, Gemini isn't really concerned with, like, the truth. Gemini is concerned with all the possibilities of the story. So the fact that he has his Mercury and his Mars conjunct at late degrees in Gemini, to me, indicates that he's sort of like, yes, yeah, send Caden, yeah, send Caden Charles to the Netherlands. Okay. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think it was an accident. I don't think there is any possible way unless there is like a Dutch translator with a bone to pick with Omid. Like unless there's like some real personal shit that comes out between whoever that translator was and Omid, there's almost no way that they would have just made some shit up. Right. And it would be an open and shut legal case if you wanted to sue the translator who who right. log jammed in this damning information. Like right. I just find that to be really hard to believe. Based on his chart, I think this is a guy who like wants to stay sort of safe but wants to you know, it's in the same vein of like a child throwing a fit because they feel so safe in a way. Like a a, a kid arching his back at three years old. I hate ice cream. It's like, you love ice cream, kid. Like, you don't need to do this, like, performance just because you're tired. That you hate ice cream. That is the vibe I get from Omid Scobie's chart. It's like, this guy gets off on telling the side of the story that's going to get a reaction. And then that son in cancer, he's going to be like well wait no 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 like that was an accident or like yeah that was a fluke i think he 100 percent sent the the netherlands the over Netherlands, a different copy and planned to or maybe it was an accident but i think i think 100 he didn't mean to publish that in the uk or in the united states i think because he knew he, that it's not true he, it needs to look like an act. It would need to look like an it accident. It needs to look if, like an accident. Yeah, if that were true. So I think that, like, the the only way we're going to know for sure what happened is if there is a cascade of lawsuits. The first lawsuit sure. would need to be... The first lawsuit would need to be Charles and Kate suing Omid. And then if Omid... If Omid gives... If he gave the wrong manuscript to the netherlands he's gonna have to pay up because that was his mistake or at least or his publisher will have to pay up but if he gave the right manuscript to the netherlands and they added in those names then they're gonna have to pay up so like you could find out the truth through lawsuits but the thing is he's gambling on the fact that i don't think charles would ever sue for this and maybe we should bring up charles and kate's charts now I don't think Charles is suing over this because he is never complain, never explain till he dies. Kate would maybe want to sue because Kate has sued before. Kate sued some British or no French tabloids for publishing topless photos of her on a vacation because she was right. sunbathing topless, believe it or not. And they took 
long lens paparazzi shots of her and she sued for like invasion of privacy. So Kate actually does have a history of suing and I could see her maybe because it, it's it does make her look really bad. And she has still years and years and years, decades to go in the public eye. And she would want to set the record straight on this, whereas Charles is sort of already in his twilight years. And I could just see him kind of being like, you know what? I don't want to get like everything is so messy with my son already. I don't want to get another whole lawsuit going over something involving Harry. Like, just let sleeping dogs lie. Wait for it to die down. But he is a Scorpio. So tell me what you think in his. Okay, you have Kate's chart up first. Tell me, first of all, do you think Kate said anything racist do you think kate is racist does she have racist chart elements i know that's not a thing but let's have fun yeah, with I it. Gotta say, i don't know if i can i don't know if i can conclusively say that someone is or is not racist based on their astrology but, yeah you can't you can't but what i will say is i do believe harry when he says in spec that kate encouraged him to be a nazi for halloween <laughs> oh god I so- Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Oh, you know, I think it's a highly possible that there was a roundtable, jovial, lighthearted conversation about will the baby look like ice spice? And I just think that there is such a fine line between a racial conversation versus a racist conversation. Right. Well, that was the really other really funny thing they were saying on the Piers Morgan segment is they kept being like, were the remarks racial in tone? And it's like, that doesn't mean anything. Do you mean racist? Right. Because racial. Yes, they were racial. The, of course, right. they were racial. That's they were obviously racial. They were yeah, obviously they were racial. Right. But I don't see the royal family having. I guess maybe this is a question then for you. What is the difference between, like, an on-record conversation versus, like, a reported conversation? Because I would have a hard time believing that, on record, any of the royals would have any kind of even racial conversation to begin with. Well, there there was no reporter in the room. It was a private conversation. So it's a private conversation either way. So that means that, like, no matter what, the way that he is getting the information, no way around it. It's secondhand. Right. So Omid would be getting it secondhand. Well, actually, he'd be getting it thirdhand because he is claiming or implying that he saw a letter that Megan wrote to Charles about the comments. So Megan allegedly named Charles and Kate in the okay. letter. Okay. And Omid is implying that he saw the letter. Now, here's the other thing. 
And this is why I think Omid, this is why I think my purely my opinion that Omid might have made it up because if he did see the letter, that is the scoop of all time. That is the scoop of the century. Yeah. Actually seen the letter and know those names. You would never just accidentally slide it into the Dutch version. Like you would figure out a way to prove. Oh, you're saying he would say it outright. He would say it because, and he would find a way to prove it so that he could say it without risk of libel because that is the biggest scoop of all time on the Royal beat. Like he would have been, he he would be beating every single other reporter to the one story they've been trying to get for four years. So yeah, but even if that is what the letter said, it's still not necessarily a fact because it is Megan's interpretation of like the whole thing right, is it's so of something that because she... like no matter what, unless there was a reporter in the room, nobody can really report on the context, the tone, or the exact words that were said and by who. There's no way. Right. And the other thing about it is like it was a casual family conversation and half of the people involved probably don't even remember. Right. Like what and, they and said. I think it's important to right. Like I do come from from come town beginnings. And like sometimes I do say things in jest that are completely benign and that I'm literally just trying to get a laugh out of the whoever I'm talking to. And it wouldn't necessarily be like because nobody gives a fuck about my opinion. Like it wouldn't be like twisted and turned into some like story about my like, you know, my racism or like my political affinities or whatever. But in this case, because everything is being so I just feel like Megan and Harry have taken the they, they have stuck their flag in like we are taking everything personally and right. therefore anything that was said that struck them as insulting may or may not have been delivered that way, meant that way, or even said that way. Like, I'm not saying that the royal family is is or is not racist, but I am saying that there's no way that in a private family conversation, as a third-hand source, we can get any sort of, unless there's like, and it doesn't sound like, even in the Dutch version, there's any sort of like, story like there's no quote there's no like detailed story if megan felt a certain way and and even if she shared what she felt in a letter to the king that isn't a fact it just isn't so right i don't know if, if omid had seen now this is where i need my mom to tell me if i'm telling the truth if omid had seen the letter and he knew it was the letter and it, the letter said from Megan to Charles, I'm very sad that Kate Middleton said your baby's going to have an Afro. Wouldn't a, he? A red Afro. A if he's, yeah. If he saw that letter, wouldn't he be allowed to quote the letter legally? Right. He would be allowed to say, I, yes. as a journalist, saw the letter and here's what it said. Uh, you mean in his public in his publication? So that the wire is facing me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm a real pro, Sarah. <laughs> I'm loving this so hard. Come on, every pod, Matt. <sighs> okay, so a letter can't be libelous by itself. There are several things that you need to do if you want to prove libel. 
One of them is that you have to prove that the libelous statement was published. And letters are not published. Letters are between a couple of people. So it's not libelous. But if he uses the letter and puts it into a book and then it becomes public, then it's a lawsuit. So he, let me see. So in that case, he would take the fall for that, for publishing that information, not Megan, because Megan's letter was private. Omid is making it public, even if she shared it with him. So Omid is the one, he wouldn't be able to say if he gets sued, oh, well, I'm just repeating Megan's letter. They would say, well, you're the one who made it public. So you are liable for libel. And there are a whole list of people who would be liable with him, the publisher, uh, let's see him, of course, anyone who helped him to write the book, uh, they'd have a slew of defendants. And of course they would go after every defendant they could find. Right. Like even the publisher would be at risk. Right. So, okay. This makes sense for why, even if he did see the letter, he wouldn't want to publish it because if well, Megan so- was, if Megan was li- the other thing, Sarah, about libel is, um, if it's true, it's not libel. You can't be, you can't sue someone for libel. Like if I was like, Sarah's racist. Well, no, that's an opinion. So you can't prove or disprove that. But if I said that you said something and you didn't actually say it or you did say it, they couldn't sue me for libel. Like if you're reporting the truth, that's legal. That's fully legal. And you can't be sued for libel for that. So well, but it almost she- sounds like from, from what mom's saying is that like, and maybe I misinterpreted, but like, if it's a letter that's meant for private correspondence only, then it just shouldn't be published because no matter what, that letter is still just a private correspondence between yeah, the, people and it isn't actually like the publisher it is isn't assuming- a journalist. It is not a journalistic piece of evidence it's a personal piece of evidence and the publisher is then assuming responsibility for whether it's true or not so the thing is if megan is lying in the letter that's fine she's allowed to lie in a letter right if omid then publishes her lie he's the one who gets sued for it because he didn't do his due diligence but i would say it's like how do you do due diligence on a personal well, on a personal you would... correspondence where people weren't actually in the room when it happened, in the room when it happened. Right. You would have to you would have to be able to talk to someone who was also there and get like a sworn statement from them or something saying this is exactly what happened. So I get why he took it out, but it does make me think that he did. I mean, it makes me think that is what the letter said. I think that is what the letter said, but I don't know. What do you what are your thoughts? I think that he may have uh, had the book published with that little piece in it so that the Brits could read it. Because isn't there a law here that you can't publish any negative news about the uh, royal family? No. Unless it was published somewhere first? That's not a law. It's just kind of the precedent. So that's you can interesting publish... though, because I feel like that in and of itself is like sort of fucked up re-journalism. Like, right. It's you like... Could... You can publish whatever you want. It's just that a lot of the journalists here have a surprising amount of deference to the royal family. And they 
don't want to piss them off and they don't want to lose access. Like it's really weird. No one what here would interesting touch- like stronghold the monarchy has on because I feel like at the very I mean, I guess maybe it exists in the United States too, like when it comes to like the president or like but I, no, but I don't it doesn't. think not so. At all. I don't no, think Sarah, so, absolutely right? Not. Like, no. No, like, not at all. I mean, I was, well, was maybe... going to say that, and then I was like, re-Trump. Like, now nah, we were all, like, taking him down. So, like, I don't know. I feel like it's an interesting, like, entry into the journalistic conversation when you have yeah. people where there's, like, okay, like, like report the truth, but it's like, well, well then back in the... you're kind of, like, you're getting out of journalist zone. Well, remember, I mean, we used to maybe have a little bit more deference because when FDR was president, he was in a wheelchair and no one reported that. And they always shot him from the waist up so that no one knew he was in a wheelchair. Is because, that true? Yeah, nobody knew he was in a wheelchair. He had polio as a kid. And but I think that was would you say that was out of deference or was it out of it's too tack? It would be too tacky and below the belt to report that. Not below the belt, mall. Come on. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was uh, a boys club back then, and uh, they sort of followed what uh, what their rules were, their general old-time rules. Uh, Kennedy, he had, uh, let's see, what did he do? He used to call press conferences with the all-boys network, and they used to have a great time. They used to laugh and carry on, and he would say body things. And it never saw the light of day. But then when Nixon, when the whole Watergate thing happened, things changed. And that's when everything was um, on the record. On the record. And if you went off the record, the reporter had to find two other independent sources for anything that they received from a source. So that's the way American journalism is now. You have to have sources and proof from other people. The reason why I think Kate would never sue is because if she does, everything is fair game for lawyers on the other side. They will they will dig up everything they can find related or unrelated to the case. Right. Which is what happened. Um, you see that a lot in like divorce, obviously filings and like i think that's kind of what happened with megan and harry because when they sued the daily mail the daily mail ended up you know getting yeah all this extra information it was like a bonanza for them that is why a lot of the time they don't they don't sue but i i mean the thing is kate did sue those french tabloids when they published those topless photos of her but that well because i feel like that was like so cut and dry yeah and it wasn't liable it wasn't like that was, was like, don't, don't post my news. Yeah. Although yeah, I actually, yeah. though, in a way, because it was public, I feel like in a way. Well, that's how right. Could she in, in, for that? in the U.S., she would lose because yeah. she was right. in uh, a public area and they had every right to take pictures or, you know, videotape it, anything they wanted. Because Honestly, I would the be so. Press laws in the world. I would be so lucky if somebody posted a a pic of my tits when they were in their 20s like that's like best case scenario <laughs> just like like remember me that way you know like yeah okay what do you think we remember her you know yeah okay now thank you so much mommy that was incredibly no, was informative excellent. and, and i also want to say like i feel like do you think it has anything to do with like 
sex and power that they were like, yeah, make him think he's a linebacker. Like make make him look like FDR because other than the than polio, I think FDR was like objectively sort of attractive. Like I think I you're thinking if- of Teddy. Oh, oh, FDR wasn't hot. Teddy Roosevelt was the linebacker though. No, but it's like pretend he's not in a wheelchair. Like like waist up, guy's hot. Right. They also probably were like, we don't want um you know germany to weak. get wind of this like we don't want all these other countries to think that right. we have a quote-unquote weak president like yeah, that probably was, yeah that probably was part of it like too. there probably is some like political strategy involved even if it's just like hot guys like rock. but the thing <laughs> is journalists aren't supposed to have a political strategy like it right it right to like but then yeah, if that was the thought process, there probably would have been some underground papers that were like communist or anti-American and whatever right? published it. Yeah. It's yeah. so interesting. I mean, I just think it's I think it's highly unlikely that the Dutch press took it upon themselves to insert chapters into this book the translator that's who that's who omit right kind the, of the, the, the translator like that would be in that was that's like a death wish it's like why would someone do that why would yeah. someone be like blah, blah, blah. i also think it's uh, pretty Crazy unlikely yeah i also think it's pretty unlikely that omid made it up and put it in a draft like right i think it's i, think, would have I to- think what he did was so strategic because i think he basically like sent a draft there and then was like this isn't the final draft i don't know why he's gone german for this but like i feel like he sent a draft <laughs> there to be like my besties my bestie's gonna proof it and then like low-key behind the scenes he was like yeah fucking leak it like yeah and then in the draft that actually gets published he's like no i just think it's also convenient that it's like oh and the wherever lands they said this yeah. I think it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. he is just trying to like again Leo Venus Leo Moon Leo North Node Omid is trying to like it's actually surprising to me even what you just said so Finding Freedom was his first book uh it was his first book about the royals but I don't know maybe he had one before I, I just feel like he's an interesting character because like part of his whole, like just real quick, like when, when we look at his chart, it's like, we don't know what, we don't know the time he was born. So we don't know his rising is, but he has so much like Mars conjunct Mercury in Gemini, exactly opposite his Neptune in Sag. It's like this guy is making a living on, um, how do I put it? Like, delivering the stories that like might be fantasies or that like are kind of not necessarily true but that are peaking the interest and the attention of the the world stage and i think he's being super careful not to publish it in the uk but this chart i mean he's so heavily concentrated and I, again, takes one to no one. Gemini rising, Cancer sun, Leo Mercury. Like I'm the, I get him. Sometimes yeah. you say things that are. <laughs> Do I even have an opinion on Ice Spice? No, no. Right. Just earlier because why? Like, I think he's kind of in the juvenile stage of just saying stuff. 
trying to get attention. I think this guy is trying to get, I, I think in a way what he's done is successful because whether or not we read the book or we believe him or don't believe him, we're talking about him now. And ultimately that's what his Leo moon wants. Right. And he has, and I lo- I say this as a girl who loves good injection. He has so much Botox and so much fillers that he wants to be in the spotlight. And so do I. And uh, that's why I get Botox and fillers. Do you know what I mean? No, he so, literally looks like Fooley. Yeah. What I don't understand is why Megan would ever associate with him again. Because, like I said, it landed her in court last time. It got her caught committing perjury to the country that she's supposed to be a princess of. Like, I don't think she would. I don't think she's selling him. I don't think she's showing him letters. It would be so stupid. It would be so dumb. And I just don't think our girl is that dumb. That said, she is a Leo. They do have an affinity in that way. She is our poster child Leo. But the other thing is with. Wait, why wouldn't. Wait, wait, wait. Why wouldn't she show him letters? Because he's he he's not really super respected, and this is opening up the conversation. Yeah, but in a way, isn't that again. kind of? But isn't that kind of like, like oh, he's not respected anyway. Like, might as well give him to this guy who. I just feel like every time we've ever seen in the National Enquirer where like like aliens landed in Roswell, it's like blah 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 National Enquirer. But now it's like the United States is having hearings on the aliens. It's like. Yeah, the National Enquirer does get a lot of scoops, too. It's like, whoa! But the thing is, she her last scoop, when she revealed the royal racism route, it was to Oprah. <laughs> you know, like, she can get a higher caliber of of person to deliver her message. Instead of going back to Omid over and over again, he's sort of looked at as a shill in the British media like and the u.s media like if she's gonna show this letter to someone it should be anderson cooper do you know what i mean it should be like someone who's really a bold-faced name who's respected because this is a huge huge story i don't think she's showing omid the letter i don't maybe she's got a mr barrow of her own who showed omid the letter but i don't think that many people have access to it there's absolutely no way someone on charles's side would have shown it well, so Charles, then is what you're saying that like Omid made this up simply for the Netherlands? I don't know. Maybe it was a placeholder in the manuscript. I don't think he I would never say he made it up. Oh, a placeholder say... in the manuscript is interesting. Right. Like it might have been Right, like where we might say like blah blah blah, we'll get back to it. Right. And maybe they accidentally sent that PDF instead of the most recent one. Do you know what I mean? Like it could have been that kind of a mistake. Because like in Finding Freedom, his first book about them, it had such detail. It had a detail that Megan peed behind a bush in the African, uh, you know, savanna. Oh my Literally, god! Love her more and more, party girl, it, one of us. I know it was like Megan even peed behind a bush, like, and it would be like a single tear rolled down Harry's cheek when he said this, this, and this. And you're just reading this, and you're like, where is he getting these details? He has to be make either making them up or Megan is giving it to him or Harry is giving like, it to him. She was like, yeah, I actually did pee it behind the bush. Yeah, like it's super detailed stuff that you would not consider yourself a journalist and make that up. It's like Hallmark movie details. And right. So it's like someone's give either someone's giving him incredibly intimate information or he's making it up. And then 
like for if Megan was to so that happened with finding freedom that is over now they went to court they perjured themselves and had to apologize to the court for committing perjury or misleading the court that's how they termed it so don't say don't quote me on perjury but they had to apologize for misleading the court after they both lied about her helping him with the book okay she's like okay i did pee behind the bush right wouldn't you if you were her never speak to this guy again and never let any of your friends or employees speak to this guy again right my my mom is nodding her head so like i I, I, although i just want to say though as like a sort of like i don't know like i'm not like a criminal criminal but like i kind of love like crime and committing crimes dabble i'm i dabble in crime and i guess i just feel a little bit like how do i put it like if there's someone untrustworthy in the in the fold there's a part of me I feel like would keep them in the fold because I could always go back to saying, but they're untrustworthy. Like, I think she's, I think Megan's not an idiot. Like, I think she's brilliant. And I think she, in whatever way, knows what the fuck she's doing. And I I, I could see keeping someone like Obi in the Scobie fold because... (laughs) It's like you could always be like, oh yeah, but he like says shit. Like, I I kind of right. She like Omid has plausible deniability. As right, so a... she could be like, you get this message out there, and then I'm gonna trash you. And he could be like, whatever, invite me to your garden party. Like, sure. Yeah, because yeah, 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 yeah. I see what you're saying. I see. You what know what saying. I mean? Like, there's sort of like a like, oh yeah, but he says whatever. But like low key, if she's just like, I want everybody to know. That Kate and Charles, the racist. Right, but she now has plausible deniability. Why would I ever collaborate with him again? I will never right. talk to him again. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that's tell me about Kate. That's my criminal mind working. Yeah, that's crazy. That's Shakespearean. It's Hamlet-esque. Okay, tell us about Kate's chart, what you think, what Kate's chart reveals about this situation. Well, now, before we even dive, let's dive into Kate's chart. And I'll share the screen. But the other thing I want to say about this book, Re-Kate, is that if I am understanding what I was listening to on my drive correctly, the other thing that this book asserts is that Kate was, not that she was a Stepford wife, but that she was Stepford wife-like in her uh, royal duties. Like, that she sort of, like, became this detached monarch figure a la elizabeth and a lot of the journalists and the morning show stuff that i was listening to was basically saying like you said omid you said that kate was like a stepford wife and he said no i did not say she was a stepford wife i said she was stepford wife like (laughs) her ability to just turn off her feelings well, she's now, a Capricorn. What do you want? Megan well, the is thing. the Leo poster girl and Kate is the Capricorn poster girl. And let me 1, tell 000. you this. 1, as, a Capric- as a Capricorn myself, even if I had the thought of something like weird or potentially offensive about a family member, I would not say it because I would know to keep that inside. Now, I am 
a average Joe loser with no job. If I was the freaking princess of Wales, no, your job is a space trash. Podcast. My job is space trash. My job is space trash. And even I know how to rein it in and, you know, right. demur when you bring up Ice Spice. But if I was. At least explain if, away. At least explain away. I've come to right. If I was in the royal family that everyone already thinks is racist, okay, slash nose is racist, and a member of the British upper crust, which everyone already thinks slash nose is racist, and a person was marrying in who was of a different race, I, my mouth would be a steel trap shut on the topic of race, skin color, ethnicity, anything. Like, as a Capricorn, you are not going to make that mistake. You are not going to let those words fly out of your lips. Even a low stakes cap. Like I, the, the stakes are low for me. The stakes are so high for Kate. There is no way in hell. I'm not saying that she didn't think it, but she did not say that shit in front of other human beings. Right? Well, here's the thing. Kate's Chiron. Yes. She's Stepford wife. Like a Stepford wife is well, not. That's spewing- what Omid says about yeah. her in the book. Right. And he's right. She is. But. Kate's Chiron is in her 10th house, the Capricorn career house, with her midheaven in Taurus. It's like there is going to be some kind of a thing that dings her public persona a bit. Okay. Why? Because her Chiron's in the 10th house. But what so does that mean? There's a public wound. There's a public okay. wound that we can all see that kind of either becomes the healing force, but also becomes the, you know, Chiron is that ancient kind of handicap that you bring with you. So there's a little bit. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. And, like, you could argue that it's just, like, talking about how, like, she was just, like, like a liquor family who, like, made enough money to get into the in crowd or whatever. Isn't that what it was? Wasn't she from? Am I thinking no, of party Jared pieces. They had a par- party supply company. Party and supply. She, there's also the cheating allegations. There's also the weighty Katie. There's a lot of stuff that she's. There's that a she lot of stuff that on. she's been getting dinged on, like, in a public way. But I wouldn't be. I would not be surprised based on this chart. She was born exactly on a full moon eclipse. Okay. So her sun and her south node in Capricorn are opposite her moon and her north node in Cancer. Her moon and her wound are essentially the only parts of her chart that are public facing. So when you look at a chart, the bottom half of the chart is below the surface. The above the the northern hemisphere of the chart, if you will, are public. 
So the only thing that we know about her is that she's waiting, Katie, etc. And that she is kind of wanting to be like a Diana 2.0 in a way. Moon and like, Cancer. Moon and Cancer with her North Node. She's like, no, I'm the mother of all the people of all the Yeah, countries. I don't think she think wants she- to be a Diana 2.0, though, because I think she knows that. Diane, I mean, she gets it. She gets why Diana was sort of excommunicated and yeah. she's not going to make those mistakes. She could be maybe trying to take the good parts of Diana, but she's not hugging AIDS patients, whatever the modern day equivalent of that would be. Like she's no, not. No, and touching- I do think, I do think that's where like the book is accurate in calling her Stepford wife like, not to say that she is like some robot, but to say that like when she realized like, okay, Will and I are actually real deal end game my job is now to become the queen of the UK, then like I'm going to need to be this like altruistic forward facing mother figure, but Mm -hmm. not in any kind of like specific way. Right. Her, her big pet project is early years development and the, you know, she's been working on it for a while. And the big thing is, Oh, guess what? early years development is important like lol no and you're like uh, (laughs) yeah yeah kate yeah right and it's like like i said diana's diana's big things were landmines aids the most controversial shit dating muslim guys when she was that's the big difference though that whereas kate is like oh my cause will be babies it's like come on you couldn't pick something less more toothless than my cause is babies. Well, but that's the big difference between like an 11th house cancer moon versus an, like Diana had an Aquarius moon. So she was a little, she actually was a little bit like oddly enough, Diana was not necessarily Stepford wife because she wasn't like following the rules, but she was a bit detached in the way yeah. that they're claiming that Kate is like, like Diana was detached enough. You have to be slight, like I have a Capricorn moon. That's why I can do death doula. Like, yeah. you have to be either a Capricorn or an Aquarius moon in order to do, like, death and, like, really dark shit because you are de- emotionally detached of it. Like, right. I'm Diana, emotionally detached. Yeah, Diana would go no toxies with her family, her siblings, her friends frequently. She was right. constantly dropping them like an Italian. She was like Teresa Giudice. <laughs> <laughs> she would be like, we don't talk to that side of the family right now. You know what I mean? Like, that right. was Diana. That's cold. Right. Like, I think Kate, as a Cancer Moon, is actually much more emotional and much more present to the nuances of what everyone might say about her. I think she's being more careful than Diana ever was about the oh, shit yeah. that she says. Like, beyond. Like, I I don't see her being... I mean, that being said, though, Kate's Mercury and her Venus are conjunct in Aquarius. So there is a part of her that kind of might say shit that is detached in a way that... But but again, though, I don't think it's necessarily that she was like, you, our, our nephew's gonna be block. I think it was like... I, I could see her having a conversation thinking it was never gonna be repeated, like, what like will he have like like will he look like ice spice or whatever like i i could see that being something that she says without thinking like mercury in aquarius is sort of 
it is sort of detached to the micro feelings of people, even though she's a cancer moon, but she's a cancer moon in the 11th house with her North node. So like her purpose is to be this like mother Teresa like figure in the world. Whereas I think her actual nature is a little bit more, I don't want to say like cruel and detached, but I think it's a little bit more Saturnian in nature. Like, I think it's just more like, like, I think 100% she could have been involved in a conversation where she was like discussing the, 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 the skin tone of the baby without thinking that it was ever going to be public and without thinking that it was even mean. Yeah. 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 I guess I could see, I just can't, I can't imagine this conversation in a non-offensive way, but it's okay. We don't I need can, to rehash. Though. I sort of can. Like, I don't think that it was, I mean, I think it's offensive because of like who the people in the conversation are. Yeah. But I could just see them sort of o- over cocktails, you know, kind of broing over like, I wonder what. Yeah. Okay, last but not least, let's look at Charles's chart. Do we think yeah. Charles was one of the people who talked about it? I mean, that's the thing. We don't know what the conversation was, but I could j- I don't know what I think about this. Hold on, let me just text Mike three o'clock. Um oh, uh, what time is it there? I have a I have a client in a minute, but now Charles. Charles is a Scorpio son. Mercury South Node in Scorpio. He is a zero degree moon in Taurus, North Node in Taurus. Oh, sorry. Zero degree moon conjunct North Node in the 10th house, career house in Taurus. The thing about Scorpio energy is that like it is depraved a little bit. Like Scorpio, <laughs> Scorpio energy, like is like withholding and like traumatized and a little bit um dark it's the underworld you know i could 100 percent see him being in what he thought was an at home i think he and kate are in the same boat here where they think you know, they're in the, the southern horizon of the chart. They think that they're just like safe in an at home conversation, just talking shit. Like if if everything offensive that I've ever said that's been caught from this pod somehow came to light and they were really like using it against me as the monarch of our nation, like it would look so bad, you know? Oh, yeah. So bad. <laughs> but it's like I'm a comedian and like mean no harm but it's like who the fuck even cares what sarah says i think kate and charles both found themselves in a position where they may have learned the hard way that no conversation was actually off the record and that no conversation was actually um like there was no actual safe space for them to just like bro about like lol it's gonna look like i suppose like so i 100 percent could see where both of these people were just saying shit like in a casual post cocktail conversation just just talking shit and then it became published like it was news or then it's it's you know megan like heard about it or remembered it or you know and then megan they wrote it in a letter and i don't think either of them 
on any record in terms of what they thought was about to be published thought that they were saying anything racist or racial on the record. I think they probably were shocked to find, like, wait, you guys were, like, taking notes? You guys were quoting me? You guys were writing this in a letter? Like, I think they're both like, come on. Like, sure, I made a Ice Spice joke. Yeah. That's well, like, I don't think, but I don't think either of them would have ever said anything that they thought was actually going to be publicized. Yeah. Any level you know, that would be hurtful. Do you know what's interesting is that no one from any camp has leaked what the truth is and you would think that they would have authorized yeah. someone to leak that by now yeah. if it was in fact not offensive because Megan implied that it was concerns over the baby's skin tone concerns that is the word that's really bad but like they didn't even leak right. here is what like a source close to so-and-so says here's what happened and I think that now they really need to do that they really but need like to do concerns that. is so subjective right and this but the thing is like this story is going to keep following all of them it's going to keep following because they she said it wasn't queen elizabeth or prince philip or the, harry said that or something afterward he called gail king and said oh you can tell everyone it wasn't the queen or prince philip which is absurd and then so for the rest of their lives They've like what Harry and Meghan did with this is like so genius because they framed all four of them. The like they framed Charles, Camilla, Will, and Kate. And this is going to hang over all of their heads and taint their legacy for the rest of their lives. So, like, someone does need to take the fall, even if it wasn't Camilla. I feel like Camilla is who everyone already hates. They just need to say, hey, look, Camilla said, is the baby going to look like Ice Spice? And that's it. And it's over. <laughs> end of story. You know, because yeah. they need they need to end this. The story needs to end. End game. Well, and end I actually it. think, if anything, Camilla's, like, duty as the queen, but, like, she knows that she's, like, the queen de facto. Like, right. like, like set Kate up for success, mom. Right, right. That's like it. Kate is going to be on the throne much longer. But Camilla mom. probably feels at this point like she has taken such a beating in the press. That's why it also always was so funny that like I don't know, not funny, but just for Meghan and Harry to say that Meghan was uniquely, um, you know, victimized in the press. Right, it's like, like nobody like, hates anybody more than everyone hates Camilla. Except everyone for hates Camilla everyone and like i love Camilla. you love her you're the only person and i don't know i i could see camilla I being like life. i could see camilla being like i am not taking the fall for this shit i've had enough like yeah. everyone knows he said he wanted to be my tampon i've been going through this for 50 years i'm done you know or 30 40 years you know i could see her not taking the fall but if i was the royal advisors i would be sitting there saying camilla you just gotta eat this. You gotta yeah, eat this. Yeah, Camilla was a cool person. She might just be like, "Look, put it on me." Yeah, and I think she is a cool person. I, I think she. I like if her. anyone in that family, even though I think, wouldn't it be funny if the baby had a ginger afro? Is garbage bullshit thing <laughs> yeah. to say. I do think if anyone in that family is has any shot of being funny, it's her. Yeah, and I don't necessarily think that she meant it in a. It's just like hard because it's like because there were no reporters in the room we just well we were we're never gonna know 
Yeah, we're never going to know. Okay. What the context was. We're never going to know. I hope this was an enlightening conversation for people anyway. And either way, we're back. We're back, baby. I don't think Scorpios are withholding, I have to say. I'm married to a double Scorpio. My daughter is a Scorpio moon. I think they're warm and cuddly and they're misunderstood. Sure. Sure. (laughs) They're not, they're not only withholding, but they are either, no matter what way you spin it, Scorpio is the sign of transformation. So transform without withholding. Right. But you do need to then like allow things to die, which is also painful. Scorpio is oh, not whatever. a sign without pain. Whatever. Okay. What What are we going to talk about next Next time? Oh, my God, Sarah. You have to watch Paris and Love season two. It yeah, is. Yeah. Yeah. It's so dark. It's Tennessee Williams dark. It's like. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it is a, the craziest character study of like. A this, human being without desire. Perpetual nine-year-old who. <laughs> has a baby and it's it's just you have to watch it and there's these silent battles going on constantly between her husband and her mom because they both want to control her nikki just wants to put her in her place it's just like it, it you have to watch it and we have to talk okay about i think it. we need to do that next and also you watch may december and we can discuss both yeah we'll discuss both we'll discuss both. okay We're everybody gonna- join the patreon again come back to the patreon we're back yeah patrons we love you you're gonna help me pay my student loans this month we're overdraft but our patreon payment is going to save christmas and we need it we need it bad yeah all right patreon.com slash patreon.com slash space trash podcast fabulous wonderful molly i'm so glad you're back naz stay we need you on the pod we need her on the pod we need her to keep taking care of the baby so we can pod to be continued. To be continued. That's the win. Mom's rock. Scorpio's yes. rock. And we do think that everybody in the royal home is racist. So probably. I mean, how could they not be? Just a white. little bit. A it's little racist. They're big whiteies. Yeah. Patreon.com slash space trash podcast. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles, the rich and your race. Face trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. 